This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Time to live the life you want to live. Free yourself from the drama, hurts, and anger that narcissistic relationships have caused you. It's time to refocus, forgive yourself, and allow your energy to move forward. It's time to relax, feel lighter, enjoy the moment, explore, and love again. Begin manifesting your dream life by believing in yourself. You are a strong, loving individual. You can live in the light. Valeria interviews Astrid Wrightness. She is a qualified hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, energy therapist, life coach, founder of Energy Healing Melbourne, and speaker. Astrid has overcome adversity at a young age, turning her life around to follow her dreams and achieve success. And she has inspired others to do the same. Astrid's passion to help people is evident in her work with the community. With over 20 years working hands-on with people who have experienced trauma, abuse, stress, and people who have faced the most extreme circumstances, Astrid has a wealth of knowledge to impart to anyone who is experiencing adversity in their personal life or in the workplace. Meet Astrid at energyhealingmelbourne.com.au. Here's the interview with Astrid Wrightness. In your own words, who is Astrid Ritenis? Astrid Ritenis is a passionate woman that cares about women and children and men being able to leave violent circumstances and tragic circumstances and to be able to heal their trauma and their past and to realise that they can have a future with hopefulness, happiness and joy and that they don't have to be victims of the past. I love this mission, intention, purpose, as some people call it. Do you actually think that way, that this is your mission, your purpose in life? Yes, yes, absolutely. I, uh, Valeria, I wake up every day and I'm absolutely thrilled to be meeting and working with all these amazing people, and I'm continuously studying and doing things and training on myself as well. And it is my mission and my calling from my own earlier life circumstances. So this is based on experience, Astrid? Absolutely, yes. I'd yes, love to hear a bit more about it, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Look, I grew up in domestic violence and um, with a lot of abuse and trauma. And I was very misplaced as a child and as a teenager. And then in my 20s, I started... Um, you know, leaving all my addictions behind and what happened was I realised that there were some gaps in the healthcare system and whilst the healthcare system to a certain level was very helpful uh, in understanding things at a deeper level and cerebrally and intellectually, but I still had the same patterns, the same thinking, the same lack of self-worth, the same addictions but wasn't practising them And I didn't know how to make those changes. So that's when I started learning about healing. That was my initial contact 25, 30 years ago with healing. And I learned and trained in many different modalities and clinical hypnotherapy 20 years ago. And really my training actually started when I started working with all these amazing people that came in to see me because I was propelled into so many different uh, life situations with people struggling with health disorders, mental, emotional, and so on. And that's the story. And it still continues today. When you 
You speak of healing. What comes to me is self-healing. Do you see alternative medicine, energy medicine as a self-healing modality? Absolutely. I think, look, all the hypnosis, I mean, look, there's a lot of clients that come in and, and just want clinical hypnotherapy and medical hypnotherapy. But when we use the healing, it's just so powerful because you're able to uh, accelerate processes and clear blockages mentally, stuckness, um, anxieties and fears and doubts and open up those meridians so that you can be energized and whole. So in a way, it is giving the body and the mind information to yes. rebalance, right, our own energies. How amazing. Absolutely, Valeria. Yes, it is. To rebalance and to connect and to be able to create that new paradigm and to be able to live in that space. So it's like retraining the mind, but at the same time using energy healing to activate that and to clear off things uh, through the DNA, through the cells, the organs and the tissues and the heart. And it's so powerful. I know. I have experienced that. I absolutely know. At all levels, body, mind. Yes. What would you say is the ultimate goal of healing, of doing healing work? I feel, Valeria, that the big picture of it is about being integrated and balanced. Mm-hmm and feeling good about life and feeling much clearer and much lighter and being able to live more in the present moment and creating a great future. Yeah, that uh, it's almost sounds like the purpose of life, right? When you Yeah, absolutely, right? Because it helps you live in the moment. It helps you be your best and move through things um, at a fast level. That resonates true to me. Is that sense of clarity and inner peace that I can't help it but talk about all the time and kind of live for it myself? Absolutely. And once you start living for it, it becomes something that just becomes so beautiful in your soul because you look to continually uh, find ways to activate that, whether it's through healing or meditation or prayer or stillness. I love that, Astrid. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. It's almost like once you have the taste of it, Mm -hmm. of clarity and inner peace, then you just open to new ways of always deepening or being in contact with those two qualities, those those two. That's right. uh, Space, right? That's kind of spaceless, really. That's right. Well, opening up these spaces in our minds and our bodies and our hearts so that we can heal at deeper levels. Right. And it becomes a pursuit for a lot of people because it's, it's a beautiful way to live. What is your idea of happiness? Is within this context of clarity and inner peace, that's how we find Absolutely. happiness? Or you have a different idea? Well, no, I, I think that happiness is inner peace and clarity and focus and being balanced, being open to new experiences, being able to try new things, being able to be gentle and loving and supportive and kind to yourself. And using loving language and being able to just be yourself and whatever you're doing uh, to understand and be be really gentle and kind and supportive to you so that you can grow and evolve. I mean, what's not to love about everything that you're saying? These ideas, concepts, understanding of self and life. Mm, mm. And I wonder why so many of us are not yet in touch with this reality with this available, accessible reality of self-healing and healing, natural healing, holistic healing. Have you wondered why? Yeah, well, look, 25 years I've been in private practice and um, people, there there are dramatic changes at the moment after COVID. People are open to energy and open to healing. And people that you'd never see coming in 20 years ago or even 10 years ago are coming in and opening up and open to healing and uncovering whatever it has been that has troubled them. But there's there's a bigger movement. And I think that the more that that flows, that more and more people will access that because they will naturally feel the vibration and energy of others. And that will help to facilitate their own journeys. 
and people just get blocked. They get stuck and I guess a lot of the old ways, particularly since COVID, but even before that, more traditional ways, and some of them are very effective. Like we have the most well-educated audience coming in at the moment that have listened to every podcast and read every book. But at the end of the day, Valeria, how do you change that energy and thinking? It's energetic medicine, it's EFT, it's hypnosis, it could be, you know, all the other modalities that other holistic therapists use as well. So in a way, you're making a distinction between intellectual understanding and the experience of healing, of energy healing. Absolutely. Mm. Because at the moment, I have the most educated audience coming in that I've ever had due to, you know, all these great audio books and classes and um, things that people are watching on YouTube. But it's perplexing for them because they understand everything. But how do you change that from a deep space internally? And I feel after observing it so many times, numerous times, hundreds, thousands of times, that people make that transformation by doing that deep inner work and releasing and healing. And that in my system comes with the hypnosis and the healing and the EFT. Talk to me for a moment about that. For those who don't know what EFT is, emotional freedom technique, and also hypnotherapy. Yes, of course. Well, look, um, hypnosis is like a beautiful, deep meditation. And you don't, a lot of people say, but I've never meditated, Astrid. How am I going to relax? And you are guided completely the whole way through to relax. And it's very empowering because you're in this beautiful, relaxed space and you're able to access and able to heal and change things, it literally like in your filing cabinet, I guess, which is your subconscious. And we're able to access things that you might not be able to access, you might understand when you're awake, but when you're in that beautiful theta state and sometimes deeper, are able to make some deep changes to habits, beliefs, pain and trauma. And sometimes before that, not everybody has it, but some people like to have EFT. Now, EFT is emotional freedom technique. It literally is because it frees up the nervous system and it makes the hypnotherapy sessions much more powerful, but I use it quite differently. I use it obviously with the tapping uh, on certain energy meridian points to open up energetic blockages and traumas and stresses and things that we've been holding on to. But I use hypnotherapy techniques simultaneously and you end up having this great experience where people that have been holding on to things energetically and through their body and their nervous systems and adrenal energy and being able to reduce cortisol levels and hypervigilance and trauma and stress. And they walk away and they feel very, when they wake up, integrated, balanced and calm. That sounds wonderful. And I mean, not just sounds wonderful, but I know from experience myself. So yes. It sounds like, um, for those who don't know, it's almost like a guided meditation, isn't it? You've been guided. It, it, yes. Yes, Valeria. A lot of people liken it to that if they have had um, previous experiences to meditation, but there's a big difference, I feel. Now, the difference is that we're in a meditation, you're generally relaxing, and it depends on the type. You might be doing mindfulness or Buddhist or Tao or whatever it is, and they're all wonderful and amazing. The difference here is, is that we're working with your subconscious. We're accessing things and clearing things. And yes, you can do that with years of meditation. There's some people that can connect to that, but with hypnosis and the healing and the EFT, this is this, like a beautiful recovery. It's a deep recovery and it's a deep inner transformation for letting go of habits 
and being your optimum best. And you have all these services available on your website. And yes. I know the services are hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, energy therapy, and life coaching. Mm-hmm. And I also would like to mention that you, through hypnotherapy and energy healing, you treat drug and alcohol detox. Yes, I do. Weight management, cravings, mm-hmm. virtual gastric band. And? Oh, yeah, what yes. is it? <laughs> that caught my attention. <laughs> Never heard okay, about virtual yeah. gastric band. That's it. Do you, would you like to know about yes, it? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. great. Um, virtual gastric band is amazing. Um, it's basically well, a virtual gastric band, and what happens is is that really helps people that have issues with overeating and very big portions. So sometimes people find it so hard to control the amount of food that they eat. So what we do firstly is obviously we work with self-regulation and self-management and we treat any sort of deeper issues that might be going on maybe from childhood or adulthood or teenage years or all of those um, seasons, and we start to um, clear the need to have emotional and comfort eating and eating habits that sabotage our health. And so what happens with the virtual gastric band is that um, we really, really put in this virtual band on the second or third session and it's nothing like the surgery. So obviously I'm not cutting anyone's stomach open or anything like that. It's non-invasive, absolutely no side effects. And we put this little band in virtually through the, using the subconscious but the client believes that they have this band there which then at different sessions we can also fill up with saline to make it a bit tighter if, if they need it. And what happens is it acts as a buffer and as a friend. So if those people or clients are having a difficult day or even a happy day when they would normally eat and celebrate or be sad and eat too much food, this gives them self-control. And it acts as a friend at a deeper subconscious level so that they don't self-sabotage and overeat. Yeah, never heard about this treatment, which is uh, actually a conventional treatment that it's done virtually, energetically. Yes. Thank you for explaining that. I never heard about this treatment. Oh, pleasure. That goes back to this reality that everything is connected, interconnected. Everything Mm. is energy, right? There's nothing Mm, that's separate. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Yes. Actually, let me go back to the treatments. So the virtual gastric band and the phobias, you also treat uh, anxiety, stress and depression, cancer and quit smoking. So those are the health issues that you specialize in. Are there any other treatments that you offer that I didn't mention, Astrid? Yes. Look, I'm working a lot um, in recent times with adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue and immune sort of based things like lupus and thyroid things. And again, by cleansing the energies and the traumas and um, the holding patterns where people might be holding anger, pain, sadness, fear, rage. Funnily enough, Valeria, the health improves quite dramatically very quickly. But it's not funny to us at all. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yes, right, right. I really wish, and it's not just a wish, it's uh, almost like an actionable wish that everyone becomes open to this yes. form of treatment because it's so much gentler and kinder, isn't it, to the body well, mind? It's very gentle and, and non-invasive. Um And look, it does work exceptionally well. Like if people are seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist or if they're seeing other medical health professionals, acupuncturists and naturopaths and integrative doctors, it works incredibly well with everything and in conjunction. Mm, So you can have actually, you can have all treatments together, conventional and healing medicine. Absolutely. Don't have to give up. People need to follow, follow their hearts and their souls as to what the right, course of action is to recover and to restore their health. That's beautiful because that kind of uh, makes me think about abundance. That's what life is, diversity. Yes, 
variety, unlimited. Absolutely. And, and being open to all the possibilities, right? You see, and that's what we need to tap in a lot more, which is it's found within once we know that we are unlimited infinite wisdom, mm-hmm. consciousness, then we yes. become more open to life. But until then, we have, um, unfortunately, other unnecessary suffering that we see all around us. Yes, definitely unnecessary suffering. That's right. And with that in mind, before we talk about the main topic for today's conversation, narcissistic and domestic abuse, I want to ask you about spirituality. It sounds very mm. spiritual, everything, although... I know it's also, there's a new science called quantum physics that kind of show that energy, that there's no separation between matter and consciousness. Mm -hmm. But what is your idea of spirituality? What is spirituality to you and what practices do you engage in specifically? Wow, that's a great question, Valeria. Um, Look, I love to open myself up to daily meditation and gratitude. And I listen to a lot of great speakers to keep myself motivated and focused as well. I love to sit under a tree and breathe in the light and energy of nature. And I love to be open to all the possibilities. And that is to, you know, look at some things from Eastern philosophies and Western philosophies and to integrate them all and to explore and experience different things. I use a lot of... um, hypnosis myself to open myself up uh, as well as energy healing I have that pretty much every fortnight and a lot of treatments so that I can feel the light and that connection and the light uh, is is my amazing focus I guess because um, creating that within myself also helps me to understand and allow that light to flow more and more into the room and into the clients and spirituality for me is about people being able to be who they are and to connect to whatever they desire. Wow, I love that. I mean, it's beautiful the way you speak about these spiritual practices, that they are actually connected with the human experience, the day-to-day human experience. We do need to relax, right, the mind and the body. And it's not just uh, something that has to be called spirituality in a way, uh, using that label. Yeah, well, it's a lifestyle for me. Yeah, so right. it's, it's become a lifestyle. I have green juices every day. I let light and energy come into my body through the foods and the supplements and the things that I take. And um, that's spirituality because we're opening ourselves up to the light in the universe. Beliefs are not necessary, right, Astrid, no. to experiment with energy healing. and energy Exactly medicine. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that's right. no belief systems, but just the experience itself, doing it, kind of being open to it and seeing the results or seeing how you feel about it. That's right. And learning, learning to really open up our hearts and our souls to all the amazing experiences and opportunities that there are when you are living on this beautiful vibration. Right. I love the way you uh, when you just mentioned, when I asked about spirituality and you said yes. one of the practices is being open to life, open to possibilities. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. That's beautiful. It's, I mean, that's essentially who we are. Yeah. I call the impossible yeah. made possible. Yes. So the topic of narcissistic and domestic abuse, the first question is how do we learn to identify the signs of narcissistic and domestic abuse. Physically, it's very easy to tell, right? Of course, everybody yes, knows it is. somebody. Yes, it's uh, very obvious, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But what's the, I would say, the emotion, the most subtle kind of signs of abuse? Oh, subtle. Like, I have so many, more, more women coming in, um, so many women um, coming in. And a lot of the subtle signs, Valeria, would be the fact that they feel very confused and overwhelmed and the confusion comes from being love-bombed and manipulated emotionally and being told one thing and then put down and then slightly elevated the next week and then put down again and discarded and um, used, whether it be sexually, mentally, emotionally and continually put down. And that, that 
you can't see that on the outside. Like you said, we can't see bruising or um, things like that. But internally, for the women, it's very distressing. It's incredibly distressing. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I can relate with, unfortunately. And I know. Sure. Yeah, most of us. Sure. Hopefully not. But I have talked to so many people and I know so many people who have been through emotional yes. abuse, physical and emotional. It's sad to hear, right, Astrid? It's, it's very sad to hear. And I look, I, I relate to that too, Valeria. Um, and I, I always mention that to the ladies coming in, not to talk about myself, but to share that, to give them that hope and understanding that I do understand what they're going through. But I also do understand what we need to do mentally, emotionally, physiologically, structurally, and energetically and psychologically to release these habits uh, of attracting the same kind of um, people and relationships that are painful and traumatic. Right. And what leads us to be open to abuse? What are the causes of sure, yeah, sure. for this? Look, I think there's many variables. Um, the more and more people that I see with this generally, but it's not in every single case, uh, but generally, people have experienced childhood abuse or trauma at school or maybe in their 20s. A lot of, lot of my clients that I see currently uh, would have experienced trauma as children. And so that sets up that program mentally that that's okay to be treated that way and that it's okay to be, to have somebody that's distant, controlling, manipulative um, in your life. And so the women really, it's very hard for them to differentiate with what's okay and what's not. So one of the processes that we have is about learning to understand where you begin and where you end, and that's just about boundary setting and creating new boundaries and new ways to self-regulate and to self-manage. Right. Well, that's a big one, um, creating boundaries, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's basically the unhealthy reference that we hold within the subconscious mind of what love is, kindness is. We kind of don't know what those things are, really. We don't, we don't know what those things are. And what happens is then we develop unhealthy attachments. So we believe that love consists of you know, the same sort of fear, the same abuse, the same trauma, the same neglect that we experienced as children or young adults. And then we reflect that out in the world and we're living on that energetic vibration. And so what happens is we keep attracting the same kind of people that that we develop unhealthy attachments with. Right. Uh, so the body becomes a magnet in a way. Like a magnet, Absolutely. And it's, it's a very powerful magnet. But the great news with that is that the body with enough healing and hypnosis and, and you know, my clients do a lot of other things outside of the treatments uh, for themselves, such as self-care and exercise and eating clean and eating well, the soul can heal. Yeah. The mind can heal. Yeah, so... In a way, it is. I have heard that before, that by rebalancing the body, the cells, the DNA, then the yes. mind, the thoughts will change. Mm. It makes a lot of sense to me. Although I, I tend to believe that everything starts with, um, let's say, with the intellect and the idea yes. of being open to Absolutely. understanding, right? And learning things, new things. Of course, of course. And that, that's where most people are coming in from these days, Valeria. There's a great movement of, of education that, we can access anywhere online, which is amazing. And they've come in, like I said, they, they do have a great awareness, but they just don't know how to move through it because they might have been using other modalities for a while and they are still stuck and having the same repetitious cycles. So they need uh, guidance. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that, Astrid. I have to thank you in the middle of the in- interview about being open to life to this extent of guiding others to their own healing. It's truly beautiful. Thank you. It's very close to my heart. That's the reason why I started this podcast, because I didn't yes. have anybody really to talk about these 
deeper, more subtle subjects, kind of spirituality, healing. Yes. And then this idea came. I was, I was so happy by it that I, I think I started this overnight. And, and what a beautiful gift and blessing that you're, you're also creating this so that people can talk about this. I mean, conversations at that level, I have a hard time having small conversations. I can't really relate to anything that's uh, not that I don't appreciate simple things, but it's just the conversation about the weather and the hair and the makeup. <laughs> it doesn't really attract me. It doesn't do it for you? No, 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 no. It gets me bored. I can relate, Valeria. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> That's You're great. not alone, I can assure you. <laughs> oh, great. Another question I have for you about recovery. So you are a beautiful testament that we can recover from narcissistic abuse and all those kinds of emotional issues. Do you believe that this can happen to anyone or it, for some of us, takes deeper work, almost the commitment of becoming a healer like yourself? Look, I think, um, look, there's so many possibilities. That's a really big question. And it really, it it is an individual um, effort. So there's a lot of people that are very ready, have had enough for all the other modalities and they come in and it just really works for them. But I think that for people what happens is because the hypnosis and the energy healing works very quickly where people start to get great results. But what I've noticed is that to really break those patterns at a much, much deeper level, hypnotherapy and energy healing has to be repetitious. And to really go through those deep, deep processes, um, there's lots of repetition because we have to just keep clearing and clearing that space and the the thought patterns and the belief systems that created uh, these imbalances and disturbances. And I think that some people are perhaps just not ready to go to that deep level and therefore we just allow people to go according to what their soul and heart is ready to restore. So, look, it can take time for some people. And the main thing is that they are encouraged and supported and nourished in the right environment. So some people will do it quite quickly because they are ready and it is their time. And other people, I just say to them, look, just come and do a few little sessions and that balances them to a point where they feel safe and integrated and calm again. But to really go through the deeper patterns and processes, that is a timing thing. And in our society, everyone wants everything in five minutes. <laughs> yes, it's true. There's urgency. <laughs> Me <yeah>. included. <laughs> uh, so true. So true. There are two sides of that. There's this uh, sense of urgency uh, for healing yes. in this reality. So we do want to heal fast, but, yeah, but it's yeah. not realistic. It's not, it's not realistic because to really clear through those layers and programs and habits, it's, you know, it takes time, it takes time. And you know, that's the interesting thing when I hear that uh, you just mentioned, it takes time and we hear that a lot, yeah. right, from everyone, like even myself, I think I have said that before, of course I did. But then now it kind of changed this idea of time space. It's almost like yes. not a, a journey through space or a matter of time, but it's a, a matter of coming Moving from ignorance to knowledge, isn't it? It's the evolution Mm, of consciousness, of the way we think. Yeah, to empowerment. Right. It's knowing who you are, not even who, what we are. Then that changes everything. So it's a knowledge-based kind of uh, realization. Once we know what the fundamental reality is, then everything changes. It's almost like, oh, in no time. It changes. That's right. We don't have to That's get right. right. We don't have to to spend years meditating or decades and, and even a <laughs> lifetime doing all this work to get there. But it takes practice to stay uh, within that, uh, let's say, state of consciousness that is aware yes. of the true reality of who we are. Right. That's right. And it does does take practice because there's so many distractions in our society today and and within ourselves. And so having great daily practices, and I always suggest and recommend this to clients, and of course they take it on board however they need to, but is to have those practices, whether it be even just five minutes 
of meditation or if you don't like that, do a bit of reflecting. Just sit still, do a stretch, sit under a tree, look at the beach or the ocean for five minutes, have something that's nutritious, do some self-care because that's what keeps this process going and unravelling. Right, yeah. yeah. This is something that interesting to notice that I used to think that enlightenment or let's say self-realization would be, mm-hmm. would happen like one moment in time, per se, the, the idea of time, and then stay there and then will never change and then that's it. Now I realize that it does, it takes practice to, yeah. to actually to benefit from that understanding, from that realization. It takes practice. Absolutely. And, it, and it's evolving all the time. Yeah, right. Hmm. And it's changing and opening and we're opening up to different things and clearing things and opening ourselves up to more light. And then sometimes we have these little other pockets where we experience some blockages and then they move and we're back where we want to be again. And it's this beautiful journey of evolving energy and light coming through our bodies and learning to be able to live in that acceptance yeah, and that flow. Right, yeah. The word flow really resonates. And yeah. I think I'm not changing the subject, but I would like to mention or have this kind of put this out there to you and see yes, what you think. Sure. You know what I noticed? I am very curious about these things and especially having conversations about these things. Yes, you've got a very curious mind. It's yeah, great. yeah, I love that. And even this realm of practice. So I noticed that it's almost like anything that changes is not who we are or what we are. So I have learned to just kind of let things change and be what they are, exactly mm. the way they are. And I know this is not what I am. So it's almost like this observer, which you, you, you have heard yes. about it. But it's not a non-engaging observer. In a way, it seems like it engages with everything that is changing. But at the same time, it's not engaging. It's actually everything that it is happening, it is within that space, spaceless space that yes. doesn't change. So it's one thing happening at the same time. It's like simultaneously. Yeah, everything, the change and the yeah. unchanging at the same mm-hmm. time. But there's a way of, of kind of distancing ourselves and looking at what's changing, which is very interesting to notice and not get caught up in a sense of attachment, engagement, but not attachment. Yes. Does it make sense right. to you in a way? It makes total sense. It's like being that observer and the witness and having that neutrality and being able to just allow and trust whatever's yeah. going on and right. and keep yourself on that good vibrational right. energy. Oh my God, Astrid. Yes, that's it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that trust. You see, I love the ah, this concept of trust. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah to trust it's whatever trust, it's happening. It's also yeah. that being able to self-regulate and self-manage and realize that nothing's permanent so that whatever you're going through, you're having this amazing, joyful state and in the next hour you're having something else, but you're going in and out, you're flowing, you're allowing yourself to be and to evolve and to feel and experience and they're all different experiences which are amazing. Mm, yes. When you speak of evolution, the word evolve made me think of evolution. What are we evolving to to become? Is that something that because not a destination, right, Astrid? Is this no, moment it's not is everything. What is your idea of evolution? What is the let's say what's the goal of acquiring all these higher levels of consciousness? Is there a goal? Well, I think it's about being and allowing, being free and being emotionally free, feeling good in your heart and soul. And from that perspective, people can manifest and create all sorts of things, whether it's careers, professionally, personally, and making the world a much better place, a much safer place for all our beautiful children and people that need that support and that love. Sounds very kind to me when I think about yeah, everything definitely. that you're describing, right? allowing non-engagement, loving engagement per se, but mm-hmm. not really the attachment to feelings and emotions and uh, uh, even the yeah. happy ones in a way, knowing that, that they will pass too. That's right. And accepting and surrendering and being and breathing and evolving is that kindness and the compassion, the care for, for people 
again in our hearts and our souls. That's exactly what I have been hearing um, lately. I think I heard one, once or twice by another different guests, and you just said that again. So it's the evolution of the way we engage with this reality, with one another, with ourselves. Yes. It so has to do with love and kindness, right? Yes. Uh, loving deep. That beautiful vibration, love. Yeah. It really makes sense because now we are, it doesn't matter how many breakthroughs we have in a sense of higher levels of consciousness. It's bringing that flavor into this reality of yes. constructed space and time, but bringing here anyway, <laughs> uh, that freedom, right? right? That spaceless, timeless love and kindness to this. How amazing. Yeah, that's exactly it. I love that, Astrid. What can I say? <laughs> what can, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, uh, it's the truth, isn't it? With a capital T. Yeah. Uh, so we are almost at the end of the interview and I do have uh, other questions for you, the ending questions. But besides that, I do want to also mention on your website, you have the session outlines, 12 sessions. Yes. And then there you describe the EFT tapping and uh, hypnotherapy, energy healing, the process that your clients go through. I found that to be fascinating, the no contact. It's very specific for narcissistic in domestic abuse, right? That's yes, the, okay. yes, it is. So talk to me for a moment about that, that outline. It's very detailed. Well, it is very important. Obviously, sometimes it's very difficult for women, Valeria, if they're married and they've got children and things like that, where they do have to still connect on some level. Uh, but when they don't, it's absolutely fabulous uh, if there is no contact. And even, even when they have to connect due to children, It's about really creating some boundaries because otherwise uh, you're just allowing that abuse to continue. And generally when people split up from a narcissist, the abuse actually begins to get worse and worse. Uh, not always, but in you know um, most cases it does. So limiting contact, limiting texting, having things in place and good boundaries and you know, legal people or family or friends or um, some of those or all of those in place definitely helps people uh, protect themselves. Yeah, when I saw those words, because this is something that, of course, it's coming from a professional like yourself that talks yeah. uh, in, a, in, in this terms of no contact. So that was interesting to see. And you know what came to me? We have been talking about this freedom to feel to be allowing. But when it comes to abuse, then it's almost like we have to kind of go back to ourselves in the sense of allowing ourselves to create boundaries because that's something that we have lost contact with. In that's my right. case, it was. Absolutely, yes. Right? And, and mine is mine as well and the ladies that come in and when we say boundaries, boundaries when you've been dealing with a narcissist or, uh, you know, a tricky childhood where there are no boundaries, What do boundaries look like? So some of the things that we really do is to start to ground and integrate people, take away and dissolve the pain and trauma and the blockages that they're carrying so that then we can actually, it's like a new canvas, Valeria. It's programming into the mind and the cells and the organs and the tissues and the DNA and the subconscious and the brain new ways of being, new ways of self-preservation, protection and assertiveness and loving yourself enough to do that. Mm, yes. Because remember the training was not to love yourself and not to have boundaries. So this is like relearning a whole new skill set. It's retraining. Yeah, right. It sounds very much like it. And you mm -hmm. know, it's funny you say that way. It's almost retraining even the cells, the body to, yes. right, to respond differently to reality. And you reminded me of an interview that I had uh, within this context of addiction, really, that he created a program for opiate addiction. Yes. He said that most people have this wrong idea that opiate addiction is actually a mental problem, but it's a physical mm -hmm. problem. It's physiological. Mm. He treats the body first. If they need yes. you know, mental health assistance, then it's secondary. But the, the first thing is to treat the body. 
And that makes good sense, doesn't it? And that's basically what this program is doing. We're treating the body. Yeah. Retraining, as you said, to treating, yes. retraining. Retraining, refocusing. Yeah. It's very uh, humble, you know, to hear that. I remember that I was really like, I stopped for a moment. Really? How is that possible? And then humbly in the sense that almost we can't trust. I was not able to trust my own body, right? Like the intuitive thoughts that would come to me about getting closer to this person or this person. I could not trust Mm. that anymore. So I lost trust. That was coming from the body, right, Astrid? Those programming. Yes, it is. It's coming from all the holding patterns uh, that we do have and that we're holding on to because we tell ourselves, well, we're going to have that same experience. The subconscious tells us that. And then we create these, I guess, mechanisms for self-preservation and protection in the body and the mind. And we keep people out because we're scared to have that same experience again. But once we can heal those experiences and go through the energetics and clear the subconscious and really start to rebuild self-love and self-worth and believing and expecting in good things and good relationships and healthy relationships, starting within ourselves to have that healthy relationship within ourselves, we're on a different energy. We're doing life differently. Yeah. We're recreating in a way. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Ourselves uh, in our own reality. Yeah. There has been, I mean, it still is, I have to say. And for instance, with my husband, I still have, because I try to balance those two sides, like being truthful but kind at the same time. Because yes. I know the impact of unkindness. I have been there, abused in that way. Yeah, sure. So I try, not really hard, but I'm very mindful about the way I speak to him. And even I apologize yes. when I say in a way that he doesn't understand or kind of uh, triggers him to, because he has a temper that's different. His mind works differently. So it's right. it's an interesting dance, isn't it? Um, it's, it's a dance and it's just something that we move through. On a daily basis. Yeah, right. And it sounds like you're very self-aware and um, very conscious and you're going through this beautiful dance of experiencing love and energy. Yes, right. Huh. I love the 12th step in your program, the 12th, uh, let's say the last yes. one says, forgive and be free to love. Yeah. That's beautiful, the, especially the last sentence, free to love. Um, hmm. I think it is in free to love and accepting and understanding that these things are not always perfect, that we can be in that flow and we can feel, you know, all sorts of different emotions, but nothing's permanent. So, right, right. And the more we learn about self-regulation and self-management and being able to live in the moment, the less we are bound to the past and past pains and hurts and we're freer to create that love and and that love can change every day and every minute according to how we're evolving and developing and what we're open to accepting in our hearts and souls. What do you love most about being in the human body or being the human body? (laughs) I love the experience because there's so many things to explore and to learn about, to feel and to see and to do. And every day and every minute it's different and I really love it. Even though you have this uh, an insight into the uh, unchanging nature of who we are, it's still fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's still fun. It's it's exciting because there's so many possibilities and options to grow and to learn and to heal and to be and to surrender. And I, I enjoy it. It's amazing. My last question is, um, besides the technical one, what is another word for healing? Light. Light. Yeah, light, filling the body with light, light and strength and energy and wellness, inner beauty, confidence, empowerment. That's a beautiful word. What comes to me, comes to mind when I hear it is playfulness. Yes. Being light enough in a sense to play and dance with this. (laughs) Whatever is happening, isn't it? Yes, beautiful. Yeah, every time it comes, it's almost like, isn't it how we actually say, you know, be light, lighten up. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what it takes. Yeah. That's right. Just be in the moment, lighten up. Yeah, go back to light. 
mm. which mm-hmm. we would never lost contact with it. No, we never have. Sometimes it's just momentarily sleeping, ready to be activated. <laughs> yes, right, right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Astrid, uh, for being you, for being open to life and your own healing, being open to help others, which it sounds to me that's almost like um, it's not a choice for you. It's just the flow of life. You're just open and accepting of what is. So thank you so much for your open heart. Thank you so much, Valeria, too, for your beautiful words and uh, for this lovely chat. I really appreciate it and for your good work. Thank you. Thank you. And before we say goodbye for today, what's the best place to find more information about you and your work, Astrid? Sure. The best place to find me is on energyhealingmelbourne.com.au and you can always uh, send us an email, um, contact my PA Rose and she'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions and looking forward to hearing from you. Wonderful. I'll have the link, your website link on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again for your presence and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you, Valeria. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Astrid Wrightness and her work, please visit energyhealingmelbourne.com.au. more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.